Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. back we're fresh out of camp we're uh i started in service this today as we record um so yesterday as you're seeing this and israel you have started now so are you ready for school but we are the believe in georgia dogs podcast on the believe network joining me is my man israel troop uh we are in school mode now this is going to be a fun 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 we're in camp mode uh all around our teams georgia started camp on uh, this pa- on Monday the thirty first, lots of storylines. Uh, I did a brief solo episode uh, last week, just kind of outlining some stories and kind of just giving you some topics that Israel, you and I are going to talk about. But first of all, man, how's the Ware County Gators? I, I know you. I, I saw you posted a picture of you and your and your kids, and people are thinking <laughs> you're a Florida fan now. That's uh, that was pretty funny. It's amazing, you know, now, you know, I, I, I knew this already that our fans are, you know, can be a little bit on the crazy side. Um, but if you look at the picture, which is on Twitter, um, there's a picture of my little boy, my little girl. Um, it's X now. Have, it's X. X. Yeah. They, they have, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Follow us on X. Yeah, right. um, but they have, you know, Gator apparel on, you know, but it is the school that I coach for, uh, the Ware County Gators. Um, and it didn't go well with a couple of uh, Georgia fans who I politely posted a picture of me um, in my coaching attire with my kids, you know, one being the state championship game. Um, and it also proved that people don't either, one, know who I am um, or can read for that matter. Because um, if you just look at my profile, it says proud UGA grad football player. And why would I even remotely cheer for the Gators at any point in my life? Yeah. Um, and the fact that I said they're ready for Friday nights. I don't think any of the SEC teams play on Friday. No, so. that's reserved for the ACC. So there's that, you know. So, you know, it was it was fun, you know. Appreciate all the Georgia fans getting on to those guys, um, you know, for that. But, guys, I mean, we got to do better. You know, if you just look at we're, we're green and white, you know, not blue and orange. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. I read that and I was like, really? Like, <laughs> first of all, it's the wrong colors <laughs> to be Florida. Second of all, he said Friday nights. Third of all, he's posting pictures of him wearing coaching attire with a scoreboard in the background that says, Where County Gators? <laughs> Welcome to the, whatever it says. Context clues. Yeah. They need to go back to English class and, and learn about context clues. That's for sure. They need to take your English class. You're, are you, uh, what are you teaching these days? I'm back in English, man. I'm a co-teach for English this year. Um, I got some new babies. I got some 11th grade babies this year. So there you go. I get the rap with Coach Troop on the first day of school next week. It's going to be fun. Uh, it'll be fun for you. Probably not for them, but that's okay. In- little English three. What are you? What, what's your specialty in English? What? What like with you and your co-teacher? Like your co-teacher's like Israel. 
this is your specialty in my classroom. Like mm-hmm. you're going to take this part of English class over. What is that part? Uh, to make sure that they're quiet and they do their work. Easy enough. That's my job. I'm, I'm the authority in the classroom. Obviously, you know, I, you know, help them, you know, with assignments and things like that, but it's more so to make sure that they aren't a distraction to the regular ed teacher in the classroom. Gotcha. And I'm okay with that. Hey, that's, I mean, that's a role that everybody has to have. So, um, but as we dig deeper, uh, we are presented by betonline.ag. They continue to be your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Uh, MLB, NHL, NFL's coming up, the Hall of Fame game. I'm sure there's some odds on that. Um, you have uh, upcoming, well, you have UFC, any sport that you want, any sport imaginable, any odds imaginable. You can bet futures, live betting. Uh, there's prop bets. There's all kinds of things you can do at betonline.ag. They even have an online cas- casino. So all you have to do is go to the website or visit the, or use your mobile device. I'm pretty sure they have an app. Go to betonline.ag, enter the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, it's spelled right underneath me there, uh, to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So when you open your account and you go to make your deposit, type in that promo code BELIEVE, and it will give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So bet on, head to BetOnline now. Do it, and uh, you won't regret it. BetOnline.ag, it's where the game starts. So, man, like I, I think one of the draws that we have on this show, Israel, is that you and I are high school coaches, right? And and we kind of see the game from a from a different angle. Like there's all kind of Georgia podcasts out there. And you know, I, I don't I don't like there's 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 former players that have podcasts like Aaron Murray and, and guys like that, and they, they see it from that perspective. You also have that perspective. You caught a few passes from Aaron Murray, actually. Um, and and you so that perspective plus the coaching experience that you and I have and the recruiting office experience that that I have. I you know, I you know, just for our new listeners, our our new our new audience here, just just trying to give you an idea, just trying to give them an idea of kind of what we bring to the table, why this show should be your go-to Georgia show, because you know, we offer our Friday night flair we offer your experiences my experiences and and we just kind of bring that perspective man and and it's it, this is going to be a heavily positive show too so if you're looking for if you're looking for a show like mike, mike and the mad dog where we're screaming at each other or like skip and shannon used to do when they were before they broke up like we're you and i aren't going to scream at each other we're we're yeah. like if you want a good positive georgia show from a high school coach's perspective and with a former player, this is the show for you. And and I, I think that's it. I think that's important to note uh, because there's a lot of people out there that may maybe say, okay, we're not in the big leagues just quite yet. Believe is trying to make that happen. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think it, you know, I think being high school coaches that kind of validates what we do. And I, I think that makes our perspective unique because you don't see a whole lot of that uh, in this podcast community. Absolutely. Cause you do a lot of the, the podcasts, you know, especially sports wise, there's guys who, you know, and that's not knocking anybody. when I say this by any means, but it's just guys who just read headlines, you know, they, they watch the ticker, you know, or they, you know, read a blog or anything like that. That's where they get the information from. And, that, and that's mm-hmm. totally fine. You know, we kind of do the same thing because we piggyback off each other. But for us, it's more of a, a perspective from me, from a player, and and both of us from the coaching side of it. You know why decisions are made. 
you know, why, you know, this article said this, but why this is happening, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, we're, we're very, we're very positive, we're very Georgia driven for sure, you know, but we're not naive to the fact that sometimes, you know, the ball doesn't fall on Georgia's side, you know? So, you know, these last two years, you know, we've been really, really good. You know, that's not, not just the blogs, not just the you and I talking just because the culture and the team that Kirby's built, you know, since he's been there, you know, we're back to bat national champions as my shirt says, you know, so having that perspective from myself and from you, from the coaching side, Aaron Murray, they do their thing, you know, from the player side. And I also saw that some of the players have a podcast too, you know, talking about their experiences, you know, so having that, you know, is, is huge. I'm saying the fact that we're just not reading a blog. Hey, I saw this on ESPN. So this is what I'm going to talk about. You know, it's like, hey, I saw this on ESPN. Now we're going to analyze it and we're going to see what is the, the thinking process from the coaching side of it, you know, as to why this decision was made. Yeah, and you played and, and, a, and a very valuable piece of information and perspective that you have is that you have played for Coach Bobo. And so, you know, like you can kind of almost dive into his mind and like when you watch a game and you're like, okay, I, I get why he called that play in that situation because uh, there's a hat that I own. I'm going to wear it one of these days. Uh, there's a hat that I own that says run the damn ball. And you know why that <laughs> hat was given to me? It was given to me as a gift. Uh, it was given to me as a birthday gift uh, last year, uh, a friend of mine, because one of the, one of the things you hear from Georgia fans, if you sit in the crowd if and Mike Bobo is run damn ball, Bobo. It's almost like it's one syllable run damn ball, Bobo. And so I got a hat that says run the damn ball. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's important to note um, before we really kind of get going. Uh, it's, it's important to note to kick off every season to to just refresh our perspective and, and just kind of give the audience a reason why. Hey, this this podcast is unique. It's not just two two dummies up there hounded on about <laughs> Georgia football. You know, hey, Georgia Bulldogs, man, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, ESPN said we're ranked number one. Paul Feinbaum show. You know, yeah. Hey, I read that so and so did this, and he, you know, he got hit by a truck, but he 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 can still tote that rock though. Yeah. Hey, hey, I hate the roll, roll tide, Paul. Roll tide. Paul, first time, long time, Paul. First time, long time. <laughs> Gotta love those, man. That were like the first sports talk career. guys that just, yeah, <laughs> or this. Or like the local sports talk guys that just they just regurgitate headlines and take it, I call it I, I call it dummy fishing. Oh yeah. And and they do they're they're good at it. Mm-hmm. They're good at they're good at dummy fishing. Well, if I it was a sport, read, they did I just read this in the headline somewhere? Oh, I did. I did. Okay. So we're gonna get a million callers. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fill up a two hour block with just callers on this one topic. <laughs> we're just gonna go. We're gonna go dummy fishing. I love it, man. It's it's great, but it doesn't work for this format, obviously, because we don't take callers. But uh, if you want to like and follow the show, um, anywhere you see down below us, YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, I got to get the updated logo for Twitter, uh, Instagram, X. Facebook. It's now X. Yeah, it's now X. So um, anywhere you want to find us, anywhere you find your podcast. Uh, you can find us. Uh, it's at a million different places. There's some streaming services that carry Believe Podcast. I don't know if our particular one is on there uh, much. Uh, it probably will be during football season, but uh, we're on Series XM. We're going to be a bunch of different places. I got a phone call tomorrow with uh, with Cam Rogers about some some ad stuff. So we're 
I'll update you guys on that and I'll update you Israel on that as well. So, but you ready to get in some, you ready to get some topics? Let's do it. Well, the easy one is always the quarterback room, right? How excited now I, and, and <laughs> we just got done saying, uh, I read this headline, you know, I, but I've been reading about Carson Beck and how comfortable he's getting with the offense. Now, Here's where I'm going to take this from the last snap of G day from his last snap of G day until this point, what does the training process look like for the quarterback? Like why is there so much more confidence and so much more uh, comfort within the system? Like what is he allowed to do? Is he taking command of this on his own uh, where he's got a script and he's running guys through seven on seven drills and, and routes mm-hmm. on air and things like that is what's going on there. Oh yeah. Um, I just well, we we would do things during the summer because obviously the coaches aren't there, um, kind of police everything. But we always had a script every day. So whether it was Matt, Joe, or Aaron, they would come out. They always had a script um, of plays that we would go through. You know, and the best thing that I can say about Carson is the fact that he, you know, he he's been given the keys to this Cadillac. You know, so you know with that comes you know not really pressure, but just a lot of expectation. You know, we've, we're coming back off of two national championships with a with a very proven quarterback and. Stetson Bennett, you know, so it's your job now to keep it going. You know, Georgia's always had a staple, you know, really good quarterbacks to come out, you know, so we got a new coordinator coming in. Um, The offense isn't going to change. It's just going to add his little bit of flair to it. Um, Mm -hmm. So now it's just Beck just getting comfortable, you know, and I'm pretty sure, you know, during this time, during the summer, you know, getting comfortable with your receivers, getting comfortable with the calls, you kind of make your checks here and there whenever you, whenever they got together during the summer, um, which I assume because it kind of what we did. Um, you know, and just being back there and just understanding that you're the guy, all right? So what comes with that, all right? You're responsible for getting everybody set. You're responsible for knowing the call, the audibles, the checks, everything like that. So you got to be a student of the game. And, you know, him coming in, you know, he was a highly talented guy. You know, some people thought that he may push, you know, to be a star a little bit sooner, but, you know, now it's his time. You know, so what's he? what has he done? Well, he is taking this time to, learn, get on Coach Bobo's good side, you know, because he had a couple of little flare-ups here and there, you know, throughout his years at Georgia. I mean, he's a kid, you know, so things like that happen, you know. So, But as as the starting quarterback at Georgia, you know, you kind of hold yourself to a different standard. Um, and now that, you know, he's the guy, I mean, he's comfortable. So now he just knows that, hey, I can't – this is my time to shine. I can't mess this up. So it kind of likes to fire on some guys, you know. So everybody, you know – Everybody's kind of had, you know, well, I don't know. I don't know this. I know that. So, you know, I, I believe that it, he's like, well, I'm going to shut y'all up. I'm going to go out here and throw dots. Mm-hmm. I'm go out here and mm-hmm. run this offense. We're going to have fun doing it, and we're trying to three-peat. It's, real, yeah, it's no, really, really simple. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's he had great command of the offense watching him in G-Day. And I, I watched a little bit. Of, they, they re-ran uh, the G-Day game the other day on ESPNU. And so I, I re-watched a little bit of that for, you know, for – I guess probably 15 minutes or so and uh, saw Carson, Carson Beck's just having to be on, on that one drive where he just zipped right on down the field. I think it was like a six play drive where he just boop, boop, boop and was down the field and we scored. So I, you know, I, I think I, I'm excited about Carson Beck and he deserves this shot. I think he's going to get this shot. And I've always said, I've always maintained that for him, I think we will know for sure if he's the guy week three against South Carolina. 
Now he's going to look sharp against Ball State and UT Martin. Like that's just going to happen, right? Um, but it's going to it's going to come down to okay. South Carolina is pretty good now. Okay, they're not the same donkey South Carolina team that we've played the last two years. Rattler has shown that he can actually be a quarterback, which I didn't believe that. I still don't really believe that he can be that consistently, but he's shown that he can be a quarterback. Beamer, Coach Beamer is recruiting lights out over there for, for their standards. I mean, he's got a he's got a squad over there. That defense is pretty athletic, pretty pretty physical. They can give you some some troubles. I mean, luckily for luckily for the dogs, they get they get South Carolina at home. But for Carson Beck, I mean, you know, you you, you go into I mean, you have the luxury of having two tune up games where you can kind of get some kinks out. But that's no slouch opponent early in the season. When you're still trying to ultimately get used to your receivers, who a lot of them outside of Lad McConkey and Brock Bowers are trying to get used to playing in larger roles, you get an opponent like that that early. Does that put a lot of pressure on the quarterback to kind of outperform some of the nervousness and some of the some of the things that are going to happen where you have a lot of expectations for a three peat? And you have a tough opponent coming that early? No. Well, it depends on how much do you put the pressure on yourself. You know, during the summertime, you know, you're, you're building the chemistry with you guys. You know, so outside of, you know, Brock and, and Lad, you know, you got Rosemary Jackson, you got Meeks, um, you know, and a plethora of guys that, you know, have come in who have, who have proven themselves, you know, that they can come in and contribute. You know, so now it's just going out here and performing. You know, so you got two formidable opponents that you're going against. You know, there's no pressure going into the South Carolina game either. You know, it's just they're going to be a little bit better, you know, but does that add a little bit more pressure? Absolutely not. You know, if you understand the game plan, you execute the game plan, um, you just go out there and play ball, I think you'll be fine. Having this game at home, you know, against South Carolina is really, really huge. I think going on the road would add just a slight little bit more pressure because South Carolina – is a very, very tough place to play, one of the most hated places I've ever been in my whole entire life. And I'm so glad I don't have to go back over there. I think um, you and Chad Glor agreed on that, except he said yes. he liked the techno music. I'd hate it. I'd, I'd hate Sandstorm. I hate white towels. I hate chickens. You know, just I hate the whole deal. You know, it was always hot. They didn't turn on the air conditioning locker room one year. It was awful. You know, but other than that, I mean, it's just another game, you know. That's how, and that's how you have to approach it. You know, all right, it's just another game. Let's make sure you understand the game plan. Make just go out there and execute. If you just go out there and execute, you know, and then we talk about it all the time. Do your nine percent, you know. You got eleven guys out there. Do you do your job, you know? Especially from the quarterback position, everybody else will do their job. It's it's real simple as quarterback position. So we we we're continuing about quarterbacks, man. I, and and I'm excited about Carson Beck. I, I think he's going to ball out personally. Um, I think this is. He's got all the skills. He, he's refined. He's he's learned a lot of competitiveness again uh, with uh, with Stetson Bennett in front of him. He's kind of learned the ropes now, and, and and it's finally his turn. And I'm excited for him that he stuck it out. But the real battle is not for QB one. It's the backup job. Who wins the backup job? I've got my money on Gunner still. I'm still a big believer in Gunner Stockton. I think he'll ultimately win the quarterback, the backup quarterback job. What and I think it'll extend into past week two. Like I, I don't think we're gonna have a clear backup 
until we go into that third week. Cause heaven, you know, you need something, God forbid something happened to Carson Beck. You need, you know, you need to have that clearly defined backup. Um, but who do you think it's going to be? Um, if I had to put money on it today, if they were playing tomorrow, I'd say it was Gunner. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he just has that, that factor about him. Um, you know, going down there and playing the scout team quarterback, kind of, you know, kind of going the route that uh, Stetson did. Go down there and play some scout team, get your reps in and things like that, you know, kind of, you know, puts him ahead of Vandergriff, you know, right now. You know, going into camp, camp is going to decide, you know, everything right now. You know, because one thing about it, you know, like I said, I, w- I was up there for a couple of practices for spring. You know, they're all getting equal reps. Well, now it's camp. So that one, that number one guy is going to get majority of the reps now. You know, so when those twos get in, because there's no two or three right now, when the twos get in, you know, you're going to have to separate yourself from the other one. You know, it's always going to be who can, you know, move the ball efficiently, who doesn't make mistakes, who can get people lined up, you know, who can basically execute this offense. You know, and they also get some one reps as well, you know, with the ones. But, you know, going into it, you know, you have to prepare yourself like you're the number one guy. You know, mm-hmm. that's what it's going to boil down to. Which guy prepares himself as if that they are the number one guy? And that's really what's going to separate them here during camp. And, and I'm going to piggyback on that. I, I think all of that matters, but I think the thing that matters the most, and I think the thing that coach Bobo is going to look at moving forward because of the skill set, I think a guy like Gunnar Stockton is extremely valuable because what he can provide in the run game. Now we haven't really seen that because the reps that we've seen of, of, of the quarterbacks are non-live reps. Mm-hmm. So we don't see the quarterback run game just yet. But we know what Gunnar Stockton brings in that regard. Now, Vandegrift can run if needed, but that's not that's not really his game. Gunnar is a true dual threat guy. And I, I think that's going to serve him really, really well uh, because you have concepts that you can put guys in jet sweep and run quarterback power. Um, we, we call it bash. Um, they have power read stuff, jet read stuff that you can do with a quarterback. You have quarterback sweeps, some things that Stetson did in the run game. I think you can, I think you can amplify that a little bit with Gunner because Gunner is a little bit bigger of a body, uh, a little bit more sturdy of, of a runner than Stetson was. Stetson was somebody that could get to the edge real quick and real suddenly, and that's where kind of where he was strong. So quarterback jets and things like that. But I think Gunner can run inside. Uh, from the quarterback position. I think that's going to make a huge difference in this race. And I think that might be one of the things that as an offensive coordinator, I say, okay, so I got this guy that can do, you know, it's always who can do the most to help this team. Like who can, who can attack you a bunch of different ways. And I think it's Gunnar Stockton. And you look at, you know, what, what got sets in the starting, the, the starting job, you know, was the fact that he could move the pocket and the fact that he could, you know, extend plays with his legs, the fact that he can run zone read and keep the ball, you know, not like a statue in the pocket, you know. So you know, all those things kind of go into, all right, what is our identity? You know, we, you know we're going to run the ball, we're going to RPO, we're going to throw screens, we're going to formation to death. All right, well, what is the X factor in this? What can the quarterback do? You know, so I think – at the end of the day, that's that's pretty much what's going to separate those guys is, all right, what's the X factor? What else do you bring to this package that we already have, you know, that makes you an asset to, you know, win this job, whether it's the starting job, the backup, third string, whatever it is, you know, what is your X factor? What can you bring to this table that makes us a little bit better? 
Yeah. And right now my money's on Gunner in that regard. So, but, um, before we, before we, uh, before we exit out here, I, I do, we're going to just, we're going to just go ahead and make this an, an offensive show here. Um, three of our starting offensive linemen are on the Outland trophy list, Outland trophy watch list, Ratledge, Van Pran and uh, Mims. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. And like, and it was a that position that it wasn't a weakness. It wasn't a weakness, but it also wasn't really listed as one of our main strengths either. It was just kind of one of those. It was just solid position, yeah. but now it's turned into something. And I think it a lot has a lot to do with Tate Ratledge more so than because we know Van Pran is an elite center. We know Marius Mims is an elite tackle. But I think the thing that tipped the scales in favor of this Georgia offensive line being good to elite is Tate Rallage, and he's back full strength yeah. at the guard position. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen um, our offensive line up front, like in, in person, like. But I yeah, have. You did. Uh, mm-hmm. They are ginormous. Okay. Um, shout out to Coach Sinclair. I don't know what they're doing, what they're feeding these guys, but they are huge. All right. You got men standing about six, seven, six, eight. I mean, across the board, we're six, three or, or taller, um, you know, 300 pounds just and can move. You know what I mean? So too, right? Just, yes. They, they, there's no body fat, you know, like Mims right now looks like just a bigger version of LeBron James. You know, he's just, he's just an offensive lineman. You know, he's huge and athletic. I mean, having those guys up front like that, you know, when you go back to those years of, you know, when Alabama was was just beating the hell out of people, what they have, very athletic offensive linemen. They were big, they were mean, and they hated the people across from them, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. You know, you got one of the best offensive line coaches in Coach Searles, um, you know, and he's going to obviously demand the best out of those guys. Um, and, you know, you got three guys that are, you know, on the watch list. I mean, that is unheard of, you know to have three guys that could win this one trophy and it could be coming back to Georgia. You know what I mean? So bringing Tate back um, into the fold um, is huge, you know, so that not only do you bring experience, you know, but you're bringing that group back together. You know, Mims is going to have a great year. We also know what, what Van Prant's Van Prant's Van Prant, you know, having a center, you know, he goes into the Bubba Velasco and, and Ben Jones type era of, of centers that we've had. You know, that are, that are great, solid guys that can get the job done. So having that guy that commands the offensive line, you know, is, is absolutely huge. So, you know, not only do you have a huge offensive line, but that experience that they bring, I mean, it's phenomenal to, once again, 3 P. Yeah. And it's it can't be – it can't ever be understated the depth that, that there is with, uh, with this Georgia offensive line. Now, just going on that same token – being an offensive coordinator, you've got an experienced line. Are, are, are you going to go more heavily gap scheme? Are we, are we running duo here? Are we running a heavy dose of inside outside zone? Like what you, you have this George offensive line and, and, and Kirby has come to you and said, Hey, I want a kick-ass run game. What, like what, what is your top two? What is your two mainstay runs? Well, just going off of what we did last year, you know, inside zone, outside zone was our staple. You know, it could be third and 12, and you know that outside zone is coming to hit you right in the face. You know, we had really good offensive linemen, you know, who were athletic, and they just mean they hated people. 
You know, once those lights cut on Friday night, they hated anything that was moving on the other side of the ball. You know, so now it just goes back to, all right, what did we do last year? All right, we're athletic. We can get to the edge. Um, can we pull, you know, our, our guards athletic, um, which they are, but do we really want to run gap scheme a lot? You know, do we want Briars blocking a defensive end or an outside linebacker coming in, you know, or do we like zone? You know, we're, we're a zone team right now. You know, we're a zone team. Um, like you said, duo, you know, where you're reading linebackers and things like that for RPOs. You know, that that's kind of where we are. You know, when we were – when I was there, when we were at Georgia during the time when Bobo was there, we were more of a power team. We really didn't run, you know, zone. We ran more stretch, you know, which is a total different play um, than anything else. But, you know, now we're getting into zone, the RPOs, and things like that. So it's just to the point now, what can we do up front, you know, that our guys are comfortable with, you know, at any time? If it's third and two, what can I call right now? Is it – Zone, Probably do outside zone. Yeah, I'm I'm you calling know, so. duo because yeah, you're. I mean, I, I think you're exactly right, and I think that's exactly what I would do. Um, and not sit, not not trying to guess what George is going to be strong at. Just trying to guess. Like, I'm trying to get like what would Israel Troop do as offensive coordinator? And I think you just answered that. But um, absolutely, I'm I'm running duo. I want, want Mims to put his face on that guy. That's what I want. I want him to be destroyed at the end of this play. Mm-hmm. I want the I two want yards. Cr- we got backs that can do it. You know, we got yeah. backs that can go on there and they can fit it up. We're going to get two two yards out of Dejan, you know. Um, and it's, this, what it's gonna, this is what it's going to be. It's third and two. It's coming right at your face. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, as an offensive lineman, that's what they want. And it's like, hey, what do you want to call here? Well, coach, I want to go knock the hell out of this guy in front of me. All right, here it is. Here it is. Duo. Let's let's create let's create as many double teams as we can, and we'll we'll let we'll let Branson Robinson run over a linebacker. And what the beautiful thing is about duo is that if you attach RPOs to duo, it allows you to have it allows you to get into a seven man protection without having to learn a seven man protection. You just run duo, and then throw quick game off of it, hitches, slants, slant bubbles, you know screens. You know, screens go outs, you know, or bench routes or whatever, you know, whatever you call it. Well, I don't know what you call that, but uh, we call it a bench route, uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of things you can do a, a snag. Like if you want to do a boundary snag is always good. Um, big with snag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big snag. Team. We ran that a lot, you know, especially in state championship game. You know, yeah, we're just snag. running a backer. He's got one. Yeah. yeah. And, and so duos are great protection for that so and we have the offensive lineman to do it and i'm very 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 excited about this group so here's what we're going to do there's plenty of camp coverage that's going to happen there's plenty of things we can talk about with this georgia team we're going to try to illustrate every single position group we didn't get to all the offensive groups brock bowers needs no explanation he's an alien he's not from this planet Um, but we'll talk about the receiving threats Next week. What's this? Day two? They reported Sunday. They reported Sunday, I think. They had their first practice yesterday. And then now they're on day two. Pretty sure. Oh, so they should be in pads in the morning. Yeah. So yesterday was probably shells. So today, well, tomorrow would be Yes. Unless today was, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. First day is usually 
drills is kind of a more so like a walkthrough. We do a lot of special teams and things like that, kind of getting them ready. Um, they go in, eat, meet, have all that fun stuff in, in the morning. A lot of clanging and banging. Yep, exactly. So but we're going to talk about the receiving threats. Yeah. I love it, man. We're going to talk about practice structure too. Camp practice structure. I can't wait to dive into that um, as, as we go along, kind of what the goals are, how practice is structured. Usually we'll get into all of that because uh, I know when we go first day of first day of full pads, I'm going to get you to tell me some first day of camp full pad stories uh, from, from each of your years there. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about the receiving threats on our, on our upcoming episodes. What, uh, besides Lad McConkey and Brock Bowers, is Georgia going to throw at you? Uh, defensively, Michael Williams uh, in the front and a star-studded lineup in the back end with uh, Kamari Lassiter leading the charge, Javon Bullard and Malachi Starks also, um, and your boy Nylon Green. We still got stock in him. My so. man, man Nylon Green, baby. So. You love it. But before we go, shout out to uh, Stetson Bennett, who's absolutely killing it in Rams camp. And uh, shouts out to all of our NFL dogs that are absolutely killing it in their camps. Um, I, I don't know if we have any other dogs on any other teams except for the Eagles. So shout out to the <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly. You know, Son Michelle, his retirement, him and you yes. know, AJ are two guys right now that I, I don't know off the top of my head um, that, that have retired. And hope you guys have a happy retirement. Saw AJ um, on the golf course for his birthday. So happy birthday to my guy. Um, AJ and you know Sonny hey man enjoy this time man you know mm-hmm. it's sometimes hard to walk away but I'm glad that you know when to walk away so yeah you know, and, congratulations and to you on what is two times Super Bowl, Super Bowl two, champion ain't it two times Super Bowl champion with two teams Rams yeah. and Patriots first round pick accomplished a good bit in, in a short amount of time so hats off to Sony for a really good NFL career right back to last long no, they don't. And I hope that they this whole thing works out so they can get paid like that, like they should. And you know, to all those guys that you know, the Hellcats and Trackhawks guys, please slow down. You know, we don't need any more negative things. You know, I was on TikTok the other day, and there's this guy in Georgia. He he absolutely despises us. I wish I could remember Rico. His name's Rico something other. You know, talking about how you know Georgia's tried to cover up things and blah blah blah. You know, um, we, yeah. we don't do that. We wouldn't have the recruiting, you know, aspect and, and, you know, parents come in and send their kids to UGA if, if that was, if that was the problem, you know, so guys, just, just be mindful of what you're doing. Um, slow down, number one, because that's one thing that everybody wants to talk about, you know, but at the same time, I mean, you was talking earlier, if you give 18, 17, 18, 19 year old kid a car that goes really, really fast, what do you think they're going to do? They're gonna give me a car that goes really fast. Adults, yeah. what do you do? Why do people buy Trackhawks and, and Hellcats? Because they want to go really, really fast. You know, so just slow that thing down, guys. You know, the bus, from the bus to the to the dorms ain't that far. You know, just just slow down, please. And stay out of trouble, please. Yeah. We don't need and any more fun articles about us. And by yeah, fun, and I mean that in the most sarcastic way possible. Yeah, and we don't need to also read any stories about players getting – 
badly injured or dying in car wrecks either. So slow it down for your own safety, slow it down for your own, for the sake of your own wallet and slow it down for the sake of all the negative headlines that come from any Georgia player getting a traffic citation. And I, I will, I will note this. I did camp at Austin P we did football camp with Innsworth at Austin P guess what happened on a nightly basis because their football team was also working out. Guess what happened on a nightly basis? We, we would be walking back from our night practice. Guess what I would hear every night? Let me guess. A car ready? Yes. And going really <laughs> fast. So it ain't just Georgia players is my point. But, I mean, that doesn't excuse it by any stretch. But it's not just Georgia players. It is a apparently a national epidemic of people wanting to speed. Excessively. I can't wait for this Florida Gator documentary to come out whenever it decides to come out. You know, I'm just, just let it. you know that it happens everywhere, but it's just for some reason the people in Athens, Georgia, and or Atlanta, Georgia, just love to talk about it a lot more than other places. Mm-hmm. There are things that I never knew that happen at other you know universities, and it happens you know between that what 130 mile radius. Mm-hmm. There's going to be put on display. So guys, just be mindful of what you're doing. Don't put your coaches and, and your parents and everybody else in the predicament to where they have to explain themselves. You know, that's not what we want to do here. We're here to win football games, here to get a degree and to be upstanding citizens. So everybody be smart. There you go. And we'll, we'll end it right there. And I know it's going to be tough for you as a Gator fan to watch that documentary because, you know, you, you just love the Gators. I know, right? Um, cute kids, though. But uh, <laughs> cute kids. But all right, what are you what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, hey, you get cute, cute kids. But what the hell are you doing dressing in gator gator apparel? Jeez, oh, context clues, guys. Read. Reading is fundamental. If if you are bold enough, here's my thought. If you're bold enough to talk stuff to somebody about liking the gators at least know what the damn colors are y'all are green and gold right and white green yeah. gold and white green gold and white, white man like i i may not be a color expert i probably should be teaching digital design now but green and gold is not really that close to orange and blue no. that's my theory like colorblind people could even see the difference in those two. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Reading is I fundamental. Know ki- I know it killed you to say the swamp, though. No, it it did, that, that part doesn't. Cause the only reason why is because I've always wanted to play in our stadium. Like our state, our, like we have one of the top five, like best stadiums, you know, in the state of Georgia. You know, and I've always wanted to play in it. You know, it just happened to be called the swamp. You know, which is fine. You know, things like that. So, you know, we got a nice big state championship sign on that jewel now. So it is it is looking good. Really, really y'all good. So obviously it is going down in the swamp. Hell yeah, dude. Does uh does Coach Strickland do inter inter uh interstate games? No, well the interstate games for us now are kind of iffy. You know, we used to do a lot of stuff for Florida, um, but they have new rules now. Um, you know, you'll get, you know, like a St. John Bosco, they may come down, you know, but they'll play like Grayson or something. You know, they don't they don't come past, you know, the net line. 
I will talk to I will talk to my head coach and see if we can't get a uh, home and home. Hey man, if y'all with, buying, we flying. With the with the Ware County Gators, I'll talk to him. See what he thinks, but <laughs> see if he wants to go down the swamp because I, I do want to see what the game's like down there. If y'all stroke that check, we'll gladly make that trip. Y'all come on down here. They will know how to act. They came down here. No, they'd be in culture shock, dude. I mean, the first time they see a gnat, they wouldn't know what to do. No, they wouldn't. They'd be like, oh, my God, what's crawling all over me? Or a mosquito the size of your microphone. Mm-hmm. That's cussing them out. It's going. I think you just froze up there. That was pretty funny. Um, so anyway, before your internet decides to quit, we're going to, we're going to jump out of here, but, uh, look forward to a bunch of new episodes here coming up, uh, as we ramp up towards football season. Uh, we're both going to be extremely busy. Uh, you're getting your specialist degree. Uh, we both coach and we're going to try to ramp up our coverage here on the believe in Georgia dogs podcast. So buckle up. That's all I'm going to say is buckle up and enjoy the ride. And, um, Find us wherever you find your podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Find us on social media. Find Israel on social media and understand that he does coach for the Gators, but it's not those Gators. It's the Ware County Gators. Uh, and, and, and if you're in South Georgia, go, go see a game at the Swamp. If you're in, uh, if you're in the greater Tennessee area, come, come to – I don't even know what the Pamela Place is yet. I haven't been there long enough, but come over to Innsworth. You're more than welcome to come experience a game uh, – at Innsworth. And so, but we're going to leave you right there. Uh, we hope you, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. I uh, hope you come back and uh, we will see you back here next time. But until then, as always go dogs. Go dogs. Do you believe for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.